What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Student Built Startups Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Stone, and today we're doing things a little bit differently on the Student Built Startups Podcast. I'm interviewing two guests at the same time, which I have not done before, so I would appreciate a little feedback if you guys want to reach out and let me know what you thought. I would really appreciate that. Um, So now moving on to what the episode is about. This is episode 31 And I'm going to be interviewing two guests who will speak about sustainable fashion and their unique Instagram sales model. They both just graduated high school and they're getting ready to go to college and they plan on continuing to operate their business while they make that transition. So I am super excited to introduce you all to the owners of Ayutare Apparel, Caroline and Isabel. Hey, Caroline and Isabel. I am super happy to have you on the Student Built Startups podcast today. Real excited to talk with you. I'll have you start off by saying hello to everyone listening and sharing one crazy but true fact about yourselves. Hi, I'm Caroline. I'm Isabel. Um, We are so excited to talk to you about our experience with Ayutare Apparel. Reselling secondhand and upcycled clothing was actually one of the first things we talked about when we met. And the first thing we did when we hung out was thrifting. And that was almost three years ago, which was pretty crazy to think about. Wow, that, that is that is pretty cool. Um, I actually have a really good friend here in uh, Duluth who is very big into thrifting, and he sells secondhand clothing as well. So I have a little bit of knowledge about kind of what you guys are doing, but I'm really excited to learn some more. So we can uh, jump right into it. And if you want to start off here, sh- yeah, sharing with the audience a little bit about your education, entrepreneurial story, and some details about your business that you're running. Both of us love creating and always have loved the idea of having our own business. We're very similar in the ways that we think, so that makes it really easy for us to plan out everything for every Ayutare. And then our story starts from bonding over our love for the show Girl Boss, a story about Sophia Amoroso's journey starting her clothing company, Nasty Gal. We were fascinated with her story of thrifting vintage items and selling them on her own shops like eBay and Etsy. And we wanted to do the same thing. We combined our previous love for thrifting and our passion for sustainability and created Ayutare over one long year. Awesome. That's really cool. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I guess what kind of led you to down the path of like entrepreneurship and deciding to like really want to start your own business revolving around thrifting and secondhand clothing? Yes. So Caroline and I are both very independent and driven on our own. I actually started before Aitare having my own photography business. And that made me realize how much I like being my own boss and (laughs) running my own schedule and stuff like that. Um, Both of us just have so many ideas and we want to share it. And we thought that having our own business would give us this platform and freedom to do so. Um, What we both love about entrepreneurship is you get out of it what you put in and it's all completely driven by hard work. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right about that. And I feel like a lot of young entrepreneurs kind of get a taste for being their own boss when they're when they're young and doing their own first thing. And then they they kind of fall in love with it and um, just start moving down that that path further and further. And um, if they are able to figure out how to do it, it could end up being kind of their their path they take for a long time so right it, it's definitely a lifelong thing that we hope to continue 
Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I think that's really cool that you two can kind of bond over that shared uh, kind of love for sustainable fashion and thrifting. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it's really fun. So if there was one thing that you wish you would have known before you started your business that you think might have helped you uh, succeed or go a little bit faster or maybe skip a few mistakes, what would that one thing be? So personally for us, when we first started, we didn't really handle the finance aspect of it as well as we could just because when we started thrifting, it was more of like a fun thing and we collected pieces over time. Um, So I wish we would have just kept those receipts and been a little bit more organized with that just so we could see like our real progress on paper instead of like a little a couple months months in the future of like not having our receipts and stuff like that to see like our overall profit (laughs) yeah yeah i i know exactly what you're saying because like one of my first businesses that i i started like like an actual business was uh an apparel line as well and i did not do a very yeah i did not do a very good job of keeping track of my receipts or um even like sales and that kind of stuff at first and uh it it would have been very beneficial to be a little bit more diligent about that and save I me. I agree. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot harder than it seems, honestly, just because like you're wanting to get started on the selling process right away that you don't really get to write everything down. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really hard because when you first start, you want to just go fast and like do exactly. do like the most fun, like uh, kind of thrilling part first because there's not many people that. I don't think there's many people out there that think that like keeping track of your finances and that kind of stuff is very exciting, especially mm-hmm. entrepreneurs. Um, but <laughs> it's an important thing to do because uh, it'll it'll save you a lot of time down the road if you start when you uh, start early. I, I 100% guess. agree. That's probably one of our biggest pieces of advice. Yeah. <laughs> so was there like a specific moment in time when you kind of had an aha moment that you... D- you've decided that you could actually make some money selling your clothing. So I think after our first time hanging out together, which was thrifting, we realized how fun this could be. And we knew we could continue with this business idea, especially because thrifting was becoming more trendy and those types of styles were popping up all over the place. Um, So we were positive that we could make this a reality if we put the hard work into it. But we definitely didn't stock up on a bunch of, bunch at once just to make sure that we could sell everything that we thought would sell. So we did. A, it was a lot of like testing things out before we went full on with the process. Okay. Yeah, I think that's that's good to do do testing and do kind of small iterations, especially when you're starting out. Um, it'll save you a little bit of uh, making large mistakes. Yes. Um. And I'm kind of curious, how, how much time would you say that you would like typically spend going out and like thrifting and looking for clothing on a typical so, week? Honestly, that's the longest process just because, I mean, it's a lot easier now because post-COVID, there's a ton at thrift stores from spring cleaning. But beforehand, it was a long process of going through every single rack at the clothing at Goodwill and all the other local thrift stores that we go to. Um, but probably around two to three hours just because we'd collect everything, we'd try things on, 
And then on top of that, we had to decide what we wanted and didn't want because that's where the total starts to round up pretty high. Yeah, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Um, so would you say, why would you say that sustainable fashion is a great business model for young entrepreneurs? So we love the idea of sustainable fashion because it shows other companies that it is possible to be sustainable and be successful. We hope we can inspire as many brands and new entrepreneurs to do their best in being sustainable in their business models. And the more companies that do so, the brighter future we will have. Yeah, I think that's that's a really good point that you made there. And I think that just like thrifting and selling secondhand clothing is a great place to start, especially for young people, because there's not that much of an upfront investment. You just spend a little time uh, thrifting and looking for clothing. And then however you decide to go about selling it, it's a pretty straightforward process. If you want to get started, uh, I'm sure there's a lot that you can go into as far as uh, optimizing and that kind of stuff. But getting started seems like it would be a pretty uh, straightforward process. Yeah, I thought it was a lot easier than we thought going into it. And we just want to inspire as many people as we can to do it because it's honestly not that hard at first. And then it's just so fun on top of it. So it all pays <laughs> off. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we can start uh, switching over to talking a little bit about how you go about selling your clothes on Instagram. And this is something that I'm I'm personally very interested to hear about because I've always been intrigued on using Instagram kind of as a sales platform. Um, so if you could kind of walk me through the process of like what it looks like to go about searching for a piece of clothing all the way through buying that and then selling it and shipping it out after you're done selling it, that would be great. Yeah, so... We shop at the local thrift stores in our community, and we always have some kind of idea of what we're looking for, whether it's something specific like a certain brand of jeans or something more broad, like if we're just looking for more tops. And sometimes it's more worth it to go through everything on the rack. For example, if we're looking for graphic tees, you can't really tell what's on it unless you look at the whole thing. And then other times, we'll just scan the racks for cool patterns or colors and go from there. And after we buy the clothes, we'll finish any upcycles we want to do to the items. Some of the upcycles we do include embroidery, painting, tie-dyeing, and bleaching. And sometimes we'll also transform the style of something by either cropping it or using a sewing machine to make any adjustments we want. And then when we're done with that, we take pictures of the clothes either in one of our favorite local locations or using the studio setup in my house. And we edit those photos so that they're ready to post. And then we'll figure out the bids. So we usually have a starting bid at a lower price. And then a bin price, which is a little bit more expensive if a customer wants to choose to buy an item if they don't want to risk someone outbidding them. And yeah. And then we'll post those products on the Instagram account and the customers place their bids through the comment section. And then when someone wins a bid, we'll message them, and then they pay for it, and we ship it out to them. Awesome. That's that's always been something that I've been pretty, like, just very interested in, is the whole, like, Instagram and selling things on there. And how how effective is that? Do you get a lot of, like, engagement on your, your items that you're selling and uh, getting some people bidding on them? Yeah, definitely. I think it really helps that 
especially the younger generation, is already on Instagram a lot. So it just kind of works out that our main platform is on that same like social platform that already has a wide audience. So we get a lot of engagement without necessarily the same work that other businesses would need to put in. Like if they have just a website that they need to get people to go on separately, we just already kind of have that one place that people already go on a lot. So yeah, it works out really nice. <laughs> I think what I like so much about it is that you are essentially going to your customers instead of asking your customers to go to you. And that just makes it sure. a lot more convenient. It's very convenient. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when you're looking for I- items to buy in thrift stores, how do you like determine which ones you want to buy? And if you think they're going to be kind of a hot item or something that will turn a profit? So we definitely follow current trends to determine what consumers are looking for. And then we like to combine those trends with some timeless vintage inspired pieces to establish like a modern yet nostalgic style that we really love and we think is really in right now. Yeah, I think that's that's a great way to go about it. Kind of because I mean, I think vintage right now is having a very large comeback. And oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that, you know, combining that a little bit with modern trends is a great uh, kind of combination to bring a little bit of a unique aspect. Yeah, because it's important to include a large range of styles so that anyone can find something that they like instead of just targeting like a certain style that maybe not as many people would like. Yeah, definitely. Um so when you were first starting your your business, was did you try different methods of selling your products? Like uh, maybe selling on platforms like, I don't know, eBay or something similar to that? Or was Instagram the first place that you started? So Instagram was the first place that we started selling on. Um, it works great. So up to this point, we haven't needed to try anything else. But we do want to expand our selling platform. And we're actually working on a website right now. And that will allow customers to purchase items through there. And we're planning on launching the website within the next couple weeks. And we'll also have a men's collection on there too. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's awesome. I think, um, I guess, are you, are you building kind of building your website yourself and just experimenting with that a little bit? Yeah. 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 I think it's, it's interesting. Is it your first, first time I'm assuming making a website? So we did have a website before just to kind of put like reviews and pictures of some of our items kind of as a promotional tour tool, (laughs) but (laughs) um, yeah, there wasn't really anything like substantial to our brand on there. So this website is going to be like a lot more useful for customers if they want to purchase items they'll have that option on there okay cool that's that's pretty pretty cool that i think you're you're kind of expanding upon your like ability to sell i guess and bringing um, a little bit more opportunity to that sort of stuff i guess um so 
have you, um, I guess, what are some other things that you've done to grow your Instagram following? Because I saw you have almost like 5,000 followers. Um, and I'm kind of curious if they kind of just naturally, um, your following naturally grew or if you did some specific things to help grow your following. So it was kind of a mixture of both. So we learned that establishing a distinct look to our brand played a huge role in appealing to customers. After we kind of figured out the exact aesthetic we wanted on our account, we noticed that we were getting a lot more followers after that. Just because looks just play a huge part in appealing people to a brand. So we also found that interacting with followers more as well as customers and other small business accounts allowed us to grow as well. There's this huge reselling community on Instagram. And it's been so fun to interact with everyone on that because we all have the same interests and passions. And yeah, it's cool because that allows us to grow as well. Just reaching out to those other business accounts and we all promote each other and support each other, which I think is awesome. And we also like to create promotional videos to capture wider audience. Okay, that's yeah, I really like what you said about kind of identifying your aesthetic or like your brand in the in the beginning and kind of getting that figured out because what I really liked about your Instagram page is it seems like you have a very solid understanding of what you want your brand to look like and I think that you have done a very great job of like presenting your brand to your audience as well and like kind of a Thank you. Yeah, Thank you so yeah. much. <laughs> Yeah, I really liked liked your Instagram page and I think that since you're like selling on there, I think it's important to kind of keep that brand aesthetic on there as well. Definitely. So, yeah. Um so we can move on to the last section here, um the fast five section. I'll ask five questions and I guess this is my first time having two people on the podcast. So if you both want to share one answer or if you both want to answer, that's totally fine. Whatever think, it is. Yeah, I think it'll be kind of a combined slash okay. <laughs> or on our own. I don't know. All right. We'll, find well, out. we'll, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what is the most valuable learning experience that you've had? That hard work pays off. We put in a lot of time and effort into Ayutare and we love every second of it, but it definitely gets stressful at times as running any business does. But it's so rewarding to see all of the positive feedback from customers after we post new products or after we put in a lot of effort into making a new video and seeing all the new followers coming in. It's a good feeling. Yeah, it it definitely is. Anytime you you build something that has bring that can bring like a positive like result to other people always has like a great feeling. Um, it's so rewarding. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Um, what is one, I don't know if you're big book readers or not, but what is one book that you would recommend? So we definitely both are pretty big book readers just because they're so educational when it comes to the business world, especially. Um, but one of my favorite books is Sophia Amoruso's actual own book called Girl Boss. And that's where we basically learned about how she would go and thrift these vintage pieces and resell them and just her story and experiences on creating her company nasty gal which is a clothing company and it's 
pretty successful and we've definitely ordered from there a couple times previously and it's just really inspiring because she started as a, a young girl and is super successful now and inspiring yeah i th- i think that's actually a pretty good uh example there because i think i've i've heard her actually speak on a podcast before and um her story is pretty pretty cool and i really like kind of how she has structured kind of her story i think it's uh, it's amazing honestly yeah it is (laughs) um what is one business tool that you would recommend definitely instagram (laughs) it's our biggest selling tool and we find it very useful in gaining an audience it also has a lot of great tools on the app where you can look at the insights of the account you can see like what days and times you have the biggest audience. So we use that. So we know when to post to have the most engagement on those posts. And you can also promote certain posts. It's You have to buy those promotions, but you get a pretty big audience for only a couple dollars. So we find it to be worth it. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think specifically for for you two since you're actually selling on instagram that buying those promotions might actually be a little bit more of a value add than some other uh, businesses that don't sell on instagram because you can actually get like a definite like a definite return on that investment that you make i guess right that's a good point we never thought about it like that that's so true yeah um so i guess this might be a little bit more specific towards like both of you since you're business partners. How do you go about like scheduling your time and kind of planning things ahead since you are both working on this same business? So what helps a lot for us is that we are best friends. So we do hang out like a decent amount of time, but we both utilize Google Calendar a lot just because it's connected to both of our phones and it's easy to access. Um, And then on top of that, we definitely try and do weekly meetings either in person or over FaceTime just to have a distinct schedule for drops or when we want to shoot because shooting does take a long time as well as thrifting for the actual products. So staying organized is definitely a big priority of ours. Yeah, definitely. I like both the Google Calendar thing and the weekly uh, meetings because one, Google Calendar, just kind of having that shared space to... Um, see each other's schedule is very helpful. And then I think if you're going to have a business partner in a business that doing a weekly meeting is like almost essential if you... It's crucial. (laughs) (laughs) Especially because we're both busy with a ton of other things, with getting ready for college and just our own priorities and families and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I guess if there was one thing that was like driving your motivation for your business, what would that one thing be? I think it's the fact that like, we're so passionate about this and this is what we want to do. So putting in that work to grow the business and hopefully get more successful and just be able to do that for hopefully a lot longer and yeah, we just hope that it kind of turns into something bigger and we're able to do this for a long time because it's what we love to do. Yeah, and on top of that, it's just so fun and it's just another oppor- opportunity for us to spend together and hang out and 
we both love photography. So the shooting process is super fun. Just listening to music and styling cute outfits and stuff like that. It's just all really fun. Yeah. Like it doesn't feel like a job or like work, which we love. (laughs) Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I, I think that's really actually very awesome that you two have found something that you like really love doing and it doesn't feel like a job because one thing that I'm, I'm very passionate about is that I think people should lean into more of doing what they really enjoy doing. I agree. Yeah. Because it's like, really, that's like what matters most. Like if you're happy doing what you're doing on a daily basis and if you can find something that can bring you a little bit of income along with that, that's just a really nice bonus as well. Exactly. And it's all about just going for it. Like, I feel like a ton of people have this thought in their head, like of something that they want to do, but they're like, oh, like, I'm not going to make enough money off of that. Like, there's no way, but anything's possible. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you never know until you try. You, you just gotta, exactly. <laughs> you just gotta go for it. Well, Caroline and Isabel, you gave some great information about sustainable clothing and your Instagram business model. But before we wrap up, I'll ask you to provide one or two main takeaways uh, for the audience to remember. So being conscious about the products you buy. So the fashion industry is one of the largest polluters in the world. And we just find that crazy because all of the clothes that we find in the thrift stores, it's like a never ending supply of clothes. And so many of them are so cute. So we love that we get to resell those and show people, hey, like you can dress cute for cheap and you don't have to contribute to this huge polluting industry. Yeah, I, I think that's a great, great main takeaway. And I think that doing whatever you can to help be more su- sustainable is a great thing to do. So um, and the last thing here is where can the audience find more about uh, you or and or your business? So currently our main selling platform is at Ayutare Apparel on Instagram. And that is A-I-U-T-A-R-E Apparel on Instagram. Um, just because it is hard to pronounce and spell sometimes. <laughs> but um, that's our Instagram. And then our website is com, And that will soon be relaunching with the men's collection. And we'll have graphic tees soon. So that's all very exciting. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, I am super glad that I was able to talk to you today. I had a great time and I really am thankful for you coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having us. It was such an awesome experience. Well, that wraps up today's episode, guys. I am super glad I was able to share Caroline and Isabel's story with you guys. I truly believe in what they're doing and I think they're both going to be great successful entrepreneurs later on down the road so make sure to go check out their instagram make sure to go follow them and keep updated on what they're doing um and thanks again uh caroline and isabel for being on the podcast i really appreciate it and thanks to everyone who is listening right now i also appreciate you supporting the show Um, and as you know make sure to hit that subscribe button leave a rating and review if you believe this episode brought you some value And if you want to find out more about the podcast and find some of the links and the show notes for this episode, you can head over to studentbuiltstartups.com, find everything you need right there at that website. 
Thanks again, and I will catch you on the next episode.